0: Hello and how are you? I hope you're having a terrific week and a terrific day, whatever the day might be as you listen to this podcast. My name is Sean. I'm glad to have you along for the next. I'm going to say 15 minutes as we talk about how to live wisely and faithfully in this wonderful world that's also a fallen world. So it's got a lot of challenges for us. So I was talking to a friend of mine not too long ago who has been in ministry for many years, but he's also become involved in youth sports in the community where he lives. In fact, he is the coach of a a cross-country team at a school where he is really dealing with like 50 different families of all the kids who are running cross-country. And I was asking him about what it's like to be involved in people's lives outside of ministry because in, in my world, I mean, I've got several hundred people in the church I serve and I'm involved in their lives. And even the people who are outside the church who I know They still know I'm a pastor and, you know, you don't just flip that switch off whenever you leave the church at the end of the day. And so it's rare that I interact with people who don't know what I do or who I am in terms of being a pastor at any deep level, of course, I'm talking about. And so I was just saying, you know, what's it like to be in that role? And he said, you know, often in the church, we look at people who are outside the church and many of the folks that are involved in his cross country team aren't a part of the faith at all. He said, often we look at folks in that situation and think, oh, they're just empty. They lack meaning. Uh, There's something missing in their lives. And he said, that's just not true. He said, most of the people I'm working with live very full and satisfying lives. And I said, well, what are they looking for? What 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 do they want? What do they crave? Thinking maybe he would say a relationship with their creator, and he didn't. He said, you know what they're really looking for? Community. They're looking for deep relationships. They're looking for a core group of people that they can associate with who share their values, who they enjoy hanging out with, who are at similar stations in life, who know them and their children so well that they can actually discipline one another's kids, which I thought was an interesting observation that he made. And so hearing that it prompted me to think, what is the difference? between that type of community and the type of community we have in the church. Because one of the things that we are called is a fellowship. We are a community of faith. And so, well, is there a difference? Or if there is a difference, does it matter at all? And so I just started thinking and making a few notes as to some of the differences between the community that my friend um, described and the community that I see within the church. And one of the first things that came to mind was that within the church uh, we are we are bound to one another in a community where we don't always agree. You know, okay, we agree on the core essentials of the faith. Well, the core essential of the faith, we believe that Christ is our Lord and he is our savior. But beyond that we have a lot of differences in our community. I mean, in the church I serve, we have Republicans and Democrats who, unbeknownst to them, well, probably, I'm not going to say that, who sit next to each other on Sunday morning and are in deep community with one another, even though they have very different political views. They have very different views on social issues, very different views on economic issues, very different views on the role of government. And of course, government is almost ubiquitous. It's everywhere. And they they fundamentally don't agree with one another and yet they're here together. We have people who uh, associate in this community where I am who sometimes don't even like each other. You know, you can tell. They, they're, they're just different, and, and they, they, they would not really choose if it were not for being a part of the body of Christ to associate with one another because they're just kind of different, and they kind of grate on each other a little bit, and yet they remain in fellowship with one another. That's different from this other community. In in this other community, you know, first of all, you're you're kind of migrating to people who are like-minded, similar station in life, you know, people who kind of share some of your same thoughts. In this other community, you're not hanging out with people you don't care for. You're only hanging out with people that you like in these communities. At least that's what I do in my communities outside the church. I heard someone after a recent national election make the statement, I don't know anyone who voted for that candidate, and that candidate happened to win. I don't know one person who voted for that candidate. And when I heard that statement, the first thing I thought was, that just can't be true. 63 million people voted for that candidate. But then the more I thought about it, the more I realized, no, that probably is true. Because the people that person is associating with all agree with him. They have the same mindset in the same worldview, you know, birds of a feather, they do indeed flock together. And so those communities tend to be made up of people who are like-minded. Whereas in Christian community, outside of our core confession of faith and who we are, often God puts us in communities with people that we are really different from. And we have to interact with one another. And we have to be with one another and sit with one another, even if we have some very significant disagreements on these different issues. And, and in my mind, that's that's a gift. Because when we start to just silo ourselves as a society, associating only with the people we agree, then what we find is society becomes more and more fragmented. I love the picture of the church, where people come from east and west and north and south and different perspectives and different countries and different nationalities, all these things And they gather gather together under the cross as, as fellow believers. I mean, in our church, we even have people who root both. Let's see, we have people in our church who root for the Cincinnati Bengals pro football team and people who root for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this coming Sunday, those two teams will play each other. And there will be people in our church wearing Cincinnati Bengals jerseys. There will be others wearing Pittsburgh Steelers paraphernalia and they're worshiping together. Now, of course, that's just kind of a goofy example. But the the truth is, underlying all of that, is it's significant to note that when we enter into a Christian community and Christian fellowship, we are immediately associating with people that we we might, might differ from in certain areas and people we might not always get along with, and yet we remain in community. In other groups that you and I find ourselves in, if we get to the point where there's some conflict in that group or there's just we just don't enjoy a certain person in that group, what do we do? We just withdraw. We don't do that in the church because we've entered into this covenant community with one another. So I want to give you some marks of Christian community as you think about the difference between your communities outside the church, if you have them, and your communities within the church, if you are a part of a church body. And if you are not a part of a church body, let this be at least some food for thought as you think about becoming involved in one. You know, that one of the things that, that I, I see in the church, and I've kind of just alluded to it, is that we are called to have a strong commitment to Christ and also to one another, even when we disagree. I mean, we, we read in the early church, uh, in the book of Acts in chapter 2, that the believers were together and they held things in common. You know, they were loyal to one another. I'm doing a study on the book of Hebrews. I'll be preaching on that this coming Sunday, Hebrews chapter 13. And at the, in the very first verse of chapter 13, the writer talks about how the, the church is to, quote, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. And the word love is strongly linked in the Old Testament. Of course, Hebrews is in the New Testament. The word love is strongly linked to the word loyalty. There is just this sense that one of the features of the community of faith within the church is there is a strong commitment to one another and a strong sense of loyalty. It is not based on some kind of flimsy surface thing. It is something that grows or goes much deeper. Another feature of Christian community that I certainly see in the Old Testament and that I in the New Testament, excuse me, no Christian community in the Old Testament, by the way. We're no Christians, period, in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, uh, they were generous in meeting one another's needs. Yes, in these other communities that we find ourselves in, there is a sense, I'll give your child a ride home from band practice, or I'll keep your child if you've got to do a certain, you know, if you got to go to the hospital, or just other communities we might find ourselves in. I was in the Rotary Club, one of my favorite communities. But there was not this strong sense of generosity in literally meeting the needs of the people around us. What I find in the church is there are, in the church I serve, literally, I'm going to say hundreds of people, dozens and dozens of people, who at the drop of a hat will take a hot meal To a family they don't even know very well because they hear the need. Uh, In our Christian community, uh, we're extravagant in the way we treat one another on Sunday morning as far as, I might not know your whole story, but I'm going to treat you with great love and respect because that's just what God calls me to do. We're just generous in meeting each other's needs, And, and you can think of the needs you have. Where do you go to have those needs met? beyond the people you pay to meet them. In the church, I think there's this great opportunity for us to to meet one another's needs in a very generous way. You know, another thing that I I find in the church is, for lack of a better term, just fellowship. I mean, you know, we, we not only gather on Sunday mornings for worship, and we not only work together on mission projects, and we not only serve one another uh, generously and meeting each other's needs, but there's just this, this wonderful sense of joy that is, that is beyond the surface. You know, we know what God has done for us in Christ. We know that we're, we are eternally secure. We know that God calls us to be at peace with one another. God calls us to be content with what we have. All these things just start to work together and there's just this kind of relaxed sense of joy. There's just laughter and fellowship. You know, One of the things that I, I think about as I analyze what brings me joy in ministry is seeing the people I serve with enjoying one another. So we have this little challenge on Sunday mornings at Crestview Presbyterian Church. One of the things we deal with is we have a 930 service. And when I stand up in the pulpit area, to begin that service with announcements and welcoming people, I'm telling you half the congregation is standing out in the lobby area, which we call it in narthex. They're standing out in that lobby area talking with one another. And I know that God wants us to get into the sanctuary and get settled and get ready to worship, but I can't tell you how much joy it brings me to look out there and see people hugging each other and smiling and laughing and telling stories It's just a wonderful thing to see. There is a quality um, in our community that I find much deeper than in these other communities that I've been in. And so if you're looking for deep community with one another that's marked by joy and marked by peace, I think church is where you can find that. There's one more thing that I was kind kind of meditating on as far as community, and that is that the strength of our Christian community, or gosh, I don't want to say the strength, but one of the strengths of is that we have a a sense of having a shared destiny and mission. You know, there, there's something powerful about banding together with a group of people to do important work. You know, we're not talking about, you know, banding together to, you know, make a sign to put up at a football game, which is very important, I might add, as a football fan. You know, we're not talking about banding together to, to do something that's, that's trivial. You know, we, in the church, we have a shared sense of mission. You see, here's what we believe. We believe that we have been given this faith by God as a gift. We believe that God is at work in our world, bringing about his kingdom, we, we say the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. What we're saying is what is true in heaven, and, and we do this at Crestview and talk about this, but it's important to kind of just have it reinforced. We say what is true and real in heaven, God is at work making true and real on this earth. And he is partnering with his people to do that very work until the day that God returns. And makes all things new, and makes a new heaven and a new earth. In the meantime, we have this job to look at every relationship we have, to every situation we see, and ask ourselves, what is God calling me to do in that situation? What does God's kingdom work look like in that certain circumstance, or with that, that certain person? And because of that, we have this wonderful sense of a shared mission together as a church. We give sacrificially of our resources for that mission. We give sacrificially of our time for that mission. We give sacrificially of our gifts for that mission because we believe it is the most important thing we could possibly be doing. And so in my mind, just a little bit of food for thought. As you think about what Christian community looks like for you, And you think about the different communities that you might find yourself in. And I'm just thinking about all those folks, maybe some who are even listening to our podcast, who might say, you know what, I'm fine. Uh, What I want is community with other people. And certainly that can be found out in the public. And I mean, like I said, I've got other communities with which I'm involved. But if, if you are looking for a really deep sense of community, where you know, there's a strong commitment to one another even when we disagree, when we're generous in how we meet each other's needs, where we have this deep sense of fellowship that is, that is marked by joy and peace and contentment, and where we also have a shared sense of mission and a shared sense of destiny, might I suggest that um, you look for it in a church? And if you're in a church, if you're at Crestview, Uh, might I suggest that you work with, with all of us in this church to deepen and enrich our community even more. There you go. I hope you have a great week, and I look forward to being with you next week. Take care.